Kapil, welcome to the Commerce Talks podcast. Today, we're going to talk about GMG, a very interesting company from the GCC region. Please tell us about yourself and GMG. First of all, good evening, Alexander. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, my name is Kapil Sethi. I am the Deputy Chief Officer of GMG. I've been with the group for almost 10 years now into various roles, started my career in finance, moved to CFO level, have been a CEO and now the co-CEO for the group. I've been in this region for quite a long time and I have been working with GMG to expand its horizon from a GCC to a much wider global uh, base. So we have expanded ourselves in Southeast Asia as well as in North Africa. In addition, my, under my leadership, I've strived to introduce innovative tools processes, as well as partners, which are now benefiting in terms of our GMG growth. GMG is a global well-being company. We have been in this region for the last four decades. We operate mainly through five verticals, which is GMG Sports, GMG Health, GMG Food, GMG Consumer Goods, and GMG Ventures. We are expanding our horizon. As I said earlier, we operate in more than 12 countries uh, across our verticals and continuously looking for growth. So, so you have built or GMG built a company where other companies in like in Europe or US would have would have needed like many more decades for. Based on your website information, it's 8,500 employees already operating 12 brands. Can you tell us a bit like how is it done? Is it like international brands you're bringing to the region and then reselling? So rather kind of a wholesale distributing business? Do you own your own brands in these different divisions? So what is it mainly like the core concept for the business model? GMG works across five main divisions. So GMG Sports, under GMG Sports, we inspire and empower uh, the consumers to uh, through high quality sports care, working with a lot of international brands. We've actually introduced more than 120 international brands in this part of the world and continuing to expand the brand portfolio. Under GMG Food Division, we have a food manufacturing, uh, which adds value to the UAE's economy by producing locally and supplying its consumer the fresh and nutrition products across. Through the GMG Consumer Goods Division, we not only distribute number of international brands, but also are now the main franchisee for Giant in this region. And we are expanding that portfolio, basically reaching directly to the consumer. Under GMG Health, we provide a holistic view or approach to the supporting by supporting the consumer from their well-being in terms of the nutrition, pharma, vitamins, as well as supplements. Under GMG Ventures, The company operates under homegrown brands, which is education, outdoor living, logistics, as well as real estate. So GMG is working across these verticals to expand its horizon. Okay, let's focus on the on the sports brands a bit, just to better understand like your your approach. I guess you're selling them in in a retail brick and mortar environment and in e commerce. Can you tell us about those channels and how important they are? Is it like just your channels, so retail stores you own and operate? Or do you do you operate in, in a wholesale models where you give those brands to other local retailers? And what role is e-commerce playing in that in that sense? GMG Sports has been one of the one of the key verticals and one of the oldest verticals over the last four decades. We have expanded that globally. We operate across all channels, so we are in both in brick and mortar presence as well as e-com presence. Actually. We are one of the leaders in terms of omni-channel. So we are integrating the both the dot-com as well as the brick-and-mortar presence and bringing that experience back to the consumer. We operate, as I said, more than 120 international brands across our key 12 territories, which spans from uh, MENA, including GCC, North Africa, as well as Southeast Asia. 
and we deliver the same consistent consumer experience from a brick and mortar perspective to dot com perspective by bringing that omni channel alignment in between. In in European and US in in the US, we see already like twenty twenty five percent market share for e commerce when it comes to sports goods, for example. And this market share is growing very very fast because of Nike's direct to consumer initiative. So some Nike products you can only buy at Nike, not even in the stores, but only through online channels. So do you know what the number is for the adoption rate for sports good online in, in, in the regions where you operate operating? Dotcom is growing significantly over year on year. GMG has actually shown a considerable growth of dotcom share in its own business. To be honest, since by the time we closed 2021, we had actually crossed all our last five-year growth and 2022 is showing the same trend. If I look at the dotcom market, UAE and KSA, are the leaders from a GCC perspective. Mm. What we have seen is there the if you the overall market is looking around $11.4 billion approximately for 2022. And we expect that the average shopping being done by KSA customer is more than around $350 as a transaction. This is based on a report shared by Statista. The report further states that the user penetration will grow from 61% in 2022 to hit almost 70.9% in 2025. Both KSA and UAE are leading these stats in terms of this part of the world. If you move towards Southeast Asia, I think there are much more developed economies and, and there's a much bigger market in terms of what GMG is looking at. Asia offers an immense potential for GMG. It has a market, grow, a market capacity of almost 10 trillion growth potential as stated by McKinsey and company. And dot-com share is increasing year on year. So it provides you a much bigger opportunity uh, to be able to tap that market. So from the five divisions you have mentioned, like three divisions, sports, health, consumer good are more or less in the lifestyle sector. So it's stuff you would like to buy, but you don't need to survive. And right now we see in the, in the, in the regions where we have a lot of like inflation and recession issues that Consumers are focusing now, obviously, on the on the sectors they are dependent on, which is usually food and in Europe, especially like energy costs are rising. Though they're spending more 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 money on gas, less on fashion, so to say. What is like the general trend you're seeing right now in in, in your region? Do you see like the same the same adaptation speed and the same growth, and even in those divisions, or you also see already people are shifting away from lifestyle goods? GMG has been a growth company and what we are seeing is that almost all verticals are actually showing significant amount of growth. People are becoming much more health conscious. They are well towards well-being and GMG through its verticals, whether it's food, sports, health, is able to provide that well-being experience back to the consumer. Mm -hmm. Especially on food, we are seeing a lot of opportunity and a lot of investments. We ourselves are have launched our sustainability agenda of Make a Difference in terms of sustainability framework, which is already aligned with the UN's sustainable development growth as well as UAE's UAE own sustainability growth. Very recently, we tied up with Dubai Economy of Tourism and launched the water station in Al Qudra. In terms of our GMG food capacity, we have invested in number of manufacturing facilities and we recently last month only launched our second largest himalayan pink salt factory in the region uh, this uh, provides us the capacity in terms of if you look at just at that 
facility, it has a capacity of 70,000 metric tons and can, can produce almost 200,000 kilos of Himalayan pink salt on a daily basis, which is providing us the opportunity to go much beyond not just Southeast Asia or UAE, but we are actually targeting more than 160 countries. So if I look at the food division, then I add on to our consumer good division, wherein we last very recently, we got the master franchise for Jian. We are expanding that significantly in this part of the world, which clearly demonstrate that if I look from a health food and consumer division vertical, there is a significant push towards direct to consumer and the customers are spending a lot on that. But if I look at health and sports, I think there is growth happening across the globe. And you look at any big player in lifestyle, in fashion and in athletic leisure, uh, they are growing. So there is there is a considerable amount of opportunity in this part of the world. And obviously, you, you've said that the that the group and the whole concept grew with like bringing international brands into into the, the regions and starting operating, start operating them. Do you see the capacity and the capability of the region to create own strong brands that then will be brought into other regions, like turning turning it around some somehow i don't i don't know what like the production capacities in in the regions you've just just mentioned uae ksa are are structured like but i think i, I don't know i don't know like i don't i don't know ksa based fashion brand or uae based fashion brand for example or food brand which i regularly buy in in my in my supermarket but i but i think that's that's actually where the market is headed right I'll, I will resonate this to our number of our homegrown concepts, and I will take sports as an example. Sun and Sun Sport has been one of the leaders in in your performance and lifestyle over the years in the last couple of decades. And uh, very recently, we launched the Sun and Sun 3.0 strategy, uh, which is primarily targeting Gen Z. Gen Zs are are the are the future. You're talking about more than 100 billion population of Gen Zs coming in the world, and they are very very customer very, very knowledgeable in terms of the product and, and looking for the experience. So we launched the Sun and Sun 3.0 scheme in this part of the world, especially taking into consideration the needs and the requirements of Gen Zs. And we are looking at a theme of fun to finish, which means encouraging young people to have fun and have sports. And we believe that this, this concept can be taken across the globe, not just in UAE or KSA or Egypt or North Africa, but also wider part of the world, including Southeast Asia. Similarly, when we look at our food capabilities, when we are looking at our manufacturing capacities, we are coming out with eight manufacturing facilities and we are looking at manufacturing not only, as I said, which we just launched in the Himalayan pink salt, but also in other streams, whether it's proteins, whether it's seafood, whether it's cold cuts and something which is, which is for the entire globe to be consumed. So I think there's a big opportunity in hand to be able to support that businesses just going back to the himalayan pink salt what is it exactly is it like in salt and pepper is it stuff like what, what is it the product so the pink salt if you go into the market there are various shapes and forms so you have granules you have got powder it's it's more it's pure salt it's much much more healthier and it and it provides an alternative to the regular salt and okay. with and with people becoming more health conscious and moving in terms of the transition from a well-being I think it provides a much better impetus to be able to provide that kind of a product back to the consumer, which only helps them and assists them in terms of their well-being. Ah, now I see it. I just Googled it. Okay. And that is, and have you experimenting already about this exporting pink salt? So are you selling, I don't know, it via Amazon in, in the US or is it, are you just starting? We just started. 
but our plans are to grow global and uh, we are already looking at expanding uh, the horizon of our sales across the globe. We are actually targeting more than 160 countries and we are already working along with a lot of partners at the very advanced stages to see how we can bring this high quality uh, product across the globe and which is the consumer is hungry for. Interesting. So going back to this expansion strategy, you said like the .com slash e-commerce channel is obviously growing and growing. And especially if like Gen Z is one of your target groups in some of the verticals, especially sport, that is most likely the channel you can you can reach those customers. So can you share a bit like how do you manage it? Do you have like a big IT team doing all the e-commerce concepts or do you, do, I, do you hire agencies doing it? Because just to share where I'm coming from, for all the companies that are successful in selling things via online channels, build it internally because they differentiated how they are selling. They're not differentiating anymore what they are selling. It's all about the how. So getting in people more and more capable with the e-commerce with the e-commerce tasks, with uh, with the customer, with the customer loyalty task, and all the other things around such an experience, the customer journey, it's more and more important. So, so, so from this eight thousand five hundred people that are that's just the number I see in the website, how how many are working on this e-commerce path? E-commerce approach is very is different based on our verticals. So we we actually were one of the few first ones to launch our dot com presence for our sports division, especially Sun and Sand Sports. Yeah. So when we look at our sports division, we already have a well-established dot-com presence in this part of the world, and we are expanding it now to Southeast Asia and wider Africa. Uh, when we look at other verticals, uh, which are more towards health and food, we are continuing to invest and working along with aggregators. Just for example, in case of fashion and retail, if you look at our dot-com presence, we are able to deliver back to the consumer the products within 24 hours to 48 hours. But now if you look at your consumer goods and your health, People's expectations are that they need the delivery happening in next two to three hours or the same day. So we are working along with our different partners like InstaShop and all to be able to make that delivery happen. We continuously keep on looking at right investments. A simple way, another example would be how the fitness industry is going in the MENA region. Today, if you look at the fitness industry, especially from sports, there's an expectation of 19% CAGR growth in just in this part of the world. Now, that's a significant growth that we have, which we still have to tap on. And by providing .com platform, wherein customer gets a right consumer experience by moving and is able to get the omni-channel part, wherein it gets the product, gets the delivery on time, is what we strive for. So all our, we have been continuously investing in tools, technology, whether using AI, a machine-enabled processes and tools to be able to deliver that consumer journey back to them. And I think that's been one of the key things. And, and have you built online online focused warehouses then? Because you've said like two, three hour delivery, that's super hard to do on, on the standard B2B warehouse. So that's actually why the specialized companies are building like highly automated warehouses, pretty much located in central areas so they can deliver within a couple of hours or at least like next next morning. Has uh, GMG invested in such a warehouse infrastructure? So GMG through his GMG Ventures has been very focused and investing a lot on their logistic capabilities. We are a very unique company in terms of if I look at our verticals, we are able to deliver a pair of socks, full fitness equipment, gym, shoe box, a controlled medicine, a farm fresh product, protein, frozen products. So I think as we have developed logistic capabilities across our 12 operating countries, 
which are able to deliver this product at the right time, the right quality to the consumer. Uh, these facilities are very automated and provides that experience back by ensuring that the quality product is delivered to the consumer at the right time. And, but is this, is this special warehouses? Is this like a new infrastructure or are you using your B2B wholesale warehouses? So we have developed our warehouses over the years, and these are uh, warehouses which cater not only to the B2B, but also to B2C. So mm -hmm. our, our warehouses are able to cater to all the channels across the board. And, and, you've, and you've said you're trying to deliver an, an market-leading experience on the sports platform. Because you started with sports first, therefore it's, 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 it's pretty, pretty far developed already so is it like you're selling then under one platform is it like or you're or you're running like one domain one website for every brand sunandsandsports.com is one of the key leaders in terms of uh, sports vertical what we have seen is the, the sh consumer shopping habits are changing day by day so by providing for example customer wants instant gratification so we are introducing a lot of uh, let's say delivery options as well as Uh, gift vouchers, online discount schemes, discount parameters where are, we are able to entice customers. In addition, we are also able to provide the customer the right consumer journey by, by introducing the right products with the right experience in terms of that product portfolio and ensuring that the delivery happens. It's very important that the conversions take place. It's very important to keep in mind that the lower funnel is as important as the higher funnel. We aim to do that by redesigning our sales engineering optimization tools, by bringing in the CRM tools in place and ensuring that this goes back to the consumer. Very recently, we updated and enhanced our uh, mobile app. Now that is again bringing back that experience back to the consumer. So we are continuously investing, ensuring that the customer shopping, ha shopping habits are taken care of and the experiences are improved. So looking like into 2023, because we are almost like achieving the end of 2022 and the end of this podcast. So it's going to be the last question looking into 2023. So what, are, what is like the next big thing, especially on the e-commerce part, you're looking, looking forward, adding a new division, adding a new specialized team, adding new brands. So what would it be? Both augmented reality and virtual reality is the next evolution in online shopping. And with that, as we can see actually where everywhere, where People want uh, access to virtual try-ons and they want to be connected well throughout whether it's your mobile app or, or your online app. Chatbot technology is something which we are seeing a lot of evolution and we're seeing a growth, growth in the volume of voice searches. As I said earlier also, Gen Zs are taking over the millennials. They actually account for more than 32% of the global population and they actually command because they have more than 100 billion in terms of how they are growing. And they are well-connected, very knowledgeable. So the brands need to provide that experience and the products and the technologies to be able to influence them. In addition to that, we believe that mobile shopping is the near future. So we need to keep on enhancing uh, the mobile experience back to the consumer. Customers have found many ways to be able to be well aware of the product. So if you are able to get that across to them in the right way, that's how it works. A very important, exciting development, which I see and I believe is going to influence is the social e-commerce. If you Social e-commerce is expanding significantly year on year. Uh, if you look at the 2021 data, just from, a, if I look at China, what are, it's almost 300 billion plus of transactions in US dollars was done just in social commerce in China. If I look at US, again, a bigger market, almost 52 billion plus transaction was done in USA in 2022. 
which clearly demonstrates that social commerce is going to be the trend and we need to be working along with partners who can deliver that kind of social commerce platform back to the consumer and keep on investing along with them to ensure that ultimately the customer gets what they want and we keep on evolving along with them very cool to hear and definitely worth of exploring a bit further within our next podcast maybe going to see you in the next days in uh, in uh, in case a and uh, thank you for your time 